Hello, everyone. I just want to apologize because I forgot to mention something that I had heard lately, and I forgot to bring it up to LB, so I'm going to say at the beginning of the podcast, don't shoot the messenger. Enjoy the podcast later, but your boy Brady Two Wise NFL is hearing that Julian Edelman is, is telling people personally that he is contemplating retirement. Again, don't shoot the messenger. This is only one source. I hope someone can confirm and hopefully deny this. I love you all. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Title Talk. This is your good friend, Brady NFL here. I'm joined, probably very, very depressed, LB. What's going on, LB? Mr. Uh, Brady NFL, two Ys. The, uh, the second Y is for why the hell is Cam Newton our quarterback? <laughs> it's, a, and, uh, uh, it's always funny. We're off and running today. It's always funny because it's not your fault, and the listeners, the people that listen to this podcast, will agree. Every time, every time you come in, I'm always waiting for it. Turn my volume down because you're always so loud in the first part, and like you're just like, "What's up?" And it's like so loud. It's like deaf people in their headphones are like, "Well, well, LB is here." But it's funny because it gets better, and you never sound that loud again. But it's funny. What's up, Bryson? How we doing today? Hello. I know you said you have those those noise canceling. Uh, uh, what what are those what are those things you kids have these days? Those uh, AirPods. I know you said you take yeah. it off and everything. It's just like it, it's like a sound. It's like a moon landing around you, where it's just like, hey, <laughs> like you can hear a pin drop. And yeah, like I actually talked to nowhere. my I, I talked to my dad about it, and I was like man, I can't hear anything. Like, I can't hear my footsteps in the gym. I can't hear anything. And he's like, I don't know if I'd like that. I want to know if someone was sneaking up behind me and trying to kill him, man. I was like, yeah, I guess that's a good point. But I don't like where your brain's going there. <laughs> so basically, you got the mask on, which we've discussed before in, uh, in our gym corner. We, we discussed how the mask, you like to see your feet. But I don't know if you guys know this, Bryson also likes to hear his feet. He likes to hear the the noise that goes. So, like you you have no you have no hearing. You don't. Your vision is is impaired, and you're just kind of you know trying to get things done at the gym. Like people could be on fire around you, and you're just you'd just be banging out <laughs> one step at a time. <laughs> oh man, I'd have I have a great story for I have two great stories for Jim Corner. I don't know if I can tell one of them now, but we'll save Jim Corner for the end because we got some fun stuff to talk about here. LB and I, as you know, we're we're very frequent on Twitter, and we actually we actually do run Twitter things. And and you could say, well, yeah, but your timeline is all the things about you, and like it's kind of personalized. It's people you follow, and people that follow you, and people that tweet about you. What are you talking about, Bryson and LB? Twitter is not does not get ran by you. But here's the thing. So yesterday, and frequently, LB and I, and I'll, I'll let LB tell his story about a Patriots player talking tweeting about him 
And you don't expect when you tweet, and I know I don't expect when I tweet that. I just, you know, tweet silly stuff, and most of the time I'm joking around, sometimes serious. I don't expect, like, Patriots players to see it or like it or, like, even get upset about it. But this has happened a few times in the the last past months for LB and I because we can generally say things that beat guys can't say because we we're just not there. And uh, we, I mean, we love the Patriots and we support the players, but we're allowed to say silly stuff about them sometimes and not care. So yesterday, David Andrews has likes a tweet. And first of all, I just want to assure everyone there people are like, why are you digging through people's tweets? No, actually don't like I LB and I have this extreme underground network of people that love us and they they're probably listening right now so thank you and frequently they will like they will send me tweets or send me things like man this looks weird and then i'll i'll tweet it and things will just start happening and like yesterday david andrews likes this tweet about cam newton's routine and granted i will tell you that it probably is it could be a reach but also i know David Andrews, good friends with Jared Stidham, also liked the tweet about Matt Stafford. Well, he's from Georgia. They went to Georgia together. Yeah, sure he did. But if Tom Brady was here and David Andrews liked the tweet about Matt Stafford, we'd all be losing our freaking mind. So he liked this tweet about Cam Newton's schedule. And it was essentially like, because Cam Newton sleeps five hours a day and wakes up at four or whatever, it's kind of silly. But LB, I guess, can talk about a sleep pattern here in a minute. But like, it was just mainly, the tweet was, I think, in a nutshell, I love when guys have this crazy wacko schedules and they get outplayed by guys waking up from a hangover and David Andrews likes it. And it's like, come on, you can't like this and me and me not just tweet it and just stir the pot a little bit. You just can't. And the, what happened was, so I, so I tweeted, you know, I wouldn't say it bang necessarily, but like people started to see it. And all of a sudden people were like, Bryson, he unliked the tweet. So I was like, man, he must have saw it. (laughs) So one of our good friends, I'm not going to out him, is very close with David Andrews' wife. And she actually sent him a message and was like, man, all these clowns on Twitter and stuff like that. (laughs) Like talking about David Andrews' likes on Twitter and this is clown, this clown shit and stuff like that. And it was just (laughs) funny, like David Andrews, like, saw that we were talking about his tweet and for an entire evening we controlled and we controlled the entertainment on patriotstwitter.com and i actually love to see it it's funny and i love david andrews and but i hope they the patriots resign him I, i'm sorry david if you're listening to this he's probably at some point going to click on this link and be like man this bracing guy can't wait to see him what an idiot no david i support you and actually you are correct and your in your assessment of wackos getting outplayed by dudes with hangovers. So congratulations, David. And listen, I mean, you you support David Andrews the same way he, he supports you know drunken alcoholics showing up and playing quarterbacks for teams, and you know they win. In the same way he supports Matt Stafford, apparently, that's like your support for David Andrews, his support for Matt Stafford, apparently. Because that's just this guy. You gotta love. I mean, my message for Patriots players is just you know be smarter about what you like. <laughs> so you're, you so he unlikes. You can't hide from us. You can't hide. Well, I mean that it kind of brings me to another interest. I, I know that but this was hilarious for me because the um, she tweeted that and Scott Zolak replied to her like like he was a, 
I don't even know. And she said something to him, calling him like a clown. <laughs> so like, it started like this whole little war between David Andrews' wife and Scott. And Solak, then she, she tweeted me. Then she tweeted me, LB. She, uh, she tweeted something like, it's called humor. And I tweeted her the little frog gif, like I was like, you know, she was talking, clearly talking about us. And then she tweeted me another gif playing around. Then she deleted everything. And I was like, man, what a funny exchange and not a way I would think my evening would start. LB, how about you talk about your Nikhil Harry tweet? We lo- we all love that. Well, it's great, too, because I had, I had replied. I know that you know the video where the guy's like, call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> I had shared that underneath, like kind of saying like, wow, Zolak just got owned and she liked that too. So that was a good time. But yeah, it's something that you and I like to do is just occasionally check up on a player and see what they like because, you know, um, a lot of guys now, like they're going to delete their old tweets and things like that, or they're going to be careful about what they tweet. But you and I discussed this last night. I think a lot of players, they like things and they're not aware or something that like you can see what they like. So... I was going through Harry, his his likes, because it kind of oh, gave me an man. idea last night when you were you were talking about Winovich, and I sent it to you. And I, <laughs> I'll let you describe the tweety likes because this is you know we tr- we've certainly toned down the adult language. Well, I have. I used to drop quite a few f bombs. I kind of you know I wanted to clean it up a little bit, um, and he liked a pretty. <laughs> I mean, just just go check Harry's likes. Go back to like somebody, about August. You got to scroll a few times and just look at it, and just you'll just be like, "Are you serious?" But I'll be. I want to say that you did have over the summer. You had a tweet where you kind of poked fun at Harry and you called him out, and then like an hour later, he literally was talking about the haters and stuff, and it was just so funny. Yeah, it was within about twenty minutes, and I had said. It, it essentially said, Harry, this is Harry running Roots. And it was that, it, it's some show, some football show. And it's basically just like horrible. People said the show's great, but like the the actual football action is just like terrible. Because like it just looks so unathletic and it just looks awful. And I said, wow, Harry snapped on this route. <laughs> and it was just, you know, clowning him. And then... Within about 20 minutes, he said, all you haters, and, you know, I'm going to show you haters this year. One catch for three yards the other day. And uh, I I like, too, that he called out the fans last week. Harry did. Um, I know you and I really enjoyed the Cam Newton touchdown celebration where he shushed the haters because he just showed them when he ran in for that touchdown. That could have been a dump off to White for a touchdown pass, but I don't know. it was funny because even on the broadcast, they're like, wow, he didn't feel the pressure at all, but <laughs> what a play anyways. It was just, I, it, it always brings me back to in high school, we got a new coach my senior year, and the oh, year prior, no, I played, <laughs> yeah, we played this team. It was Fairhaven, and we played them, and we scored like a special teams touchdown. Myself, and I, I have no, no problem clowning myself here a little bit, myself and a teammate, like, we were running down the field, you know, with well, the kickoff. It was like a special team touchdown. And, you know, we got the number one finger in the air. And, like, we're number one. Yeah, we're number one. And my coach says, yeah, look at you idiots. We're number one. You guys won three games last year. And it was just like, <laughs> it was so true. It's like, wow, we really did kind of look like an idiot. Like, we're number one. But here, we, you know, we won three games. And now it's like you have the Patriots and, 
you know, worried about shushing the haters. The past few years have been kind of weird, Bryson. No, just the whole boogeyman thing and this whole thing. I, I know that you had another great exchange about about likes. Um, for somebody, he, apparently he claimed it was Photoshop. I think you know this, where I'm going with this. Uh, a certain Chase Winovich. Oh man, it's actually one of my friends is good friends with him, so I felt bad and deleted the tweet, or else I would have. So I went out after the Bills game, and it was after, like, way after the game. So he wasn't talking about like the tweet was essentially like, I hope it, the tweet was like. You need to kick Bill's ass for me, which was, and it was referring to Bill Belichick. And Winnow liked it, and I saw it, like I saw it, I screenshotted it and posted it, and I was like, and it was just funny to me, like that shit's funny, like I was like clowning Winnow, like it was just funny as heck, like you like to tweet about someone, about someone kicking Bill's ass, and so, so later it was actually my friend Chris listens to the podcast, shout out to Chris, but so I tweeted it. And later I get a big long DM from Winnow about me deleting the tweet. And so I, I look at my message press is like, really? Winnow just DM me? So I, I DM'd it back and I don't think I've told anyone aside from my friends you this before, but I was like, Winnow, you know I love you, buddy, but you're lying your ass off right now. You did yeah. like you liked that tweet. And he's he was like, Sorry, man, it was Photoshop. And I was like, All right, all right, I'll delete it. And so I deleted it and said, he said, thank you. And it's just funny. Like you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't <laughs> How expect like the, I know, right? Like this, this <laughs> guy like thinks I didn't see this tweet. Like, what do you think I am? Like some like 70 year old man on Twitter that was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It must've been Photoshop. I mean, come on. It happened. Everybody saw it. A few people took screenshots of like, oh my God, look what Winnow just liked. And it was like, and then he has the nerve to, to DM you and say, yeah, man, it was fake. It's like, dude, I just, I just looked at it. You liked it. Like I can see it. Like, you could still literally see that he liked this tweet. And it was just so insulting to say, yeah, well, it was Photoshop. It's buddy. It wasn't, it wasn't Photoshopped. I saw it myself. I mean, it was just like, I would have respected it so much more if he said, yeah, man, I totally like that. Bill's pissing me off lately, but please, I'll send you, you know, I'll send you a signed jersey or something. Or you don't even need to get anything out of it. I just thought that would be a funny aspect of it if he like bribed you and sent you like season tickets. <laughs> here's some, here's the rest of the season tickets for 2020, Bryson. Enjoy. Like, oh, thanks, appreciate it. Nobody's allowed at the stadium. That's something he'd do, by the way. And it was just so insulting. Like, I would have respected it more if he just owned it and said, like, yeah, man, I totally liked it. But, dude, I do not want Bill to see this. He'll kick my ass. I know I said he'll kick his ass, but he'll kick my ass. And it's been funny times for the Patriots because we all know everything's kind of just flipped upside down where now the Bills are the team kicking your ass at home and they're kind of just smoking you and running the score up on you and throwing passes up 30 points in the fourth quarter and you know, you got after the game, I loved it because Steve Belichick now comes out and says, nobody works harder than my dad, <laughs> which is just the, that is like such a prime bill thing to say. Because apparently, according to Bill, no, no player works harder than any other player because every single player ever, he just says, nobody works harder than Danny Amendola. Or, you know, nobody works harder than Julian Edelman. Nobody works harder than Cam Newton. And now we have his his own son saying nobody works harder than my dad. It's just a bunch of guys working equally as hard as one another in the building. Everybody is just working exactly the same. 
I think everyone knows that guy at work, LB, that is just like, man, I've been working so hard lately, and they're actually just not working that hard. <laughs> yeah. They're just, lounge, they're just lounging around the office, and like they maybe got up once to hit the fax machine. They're actually not doing anything at all. I've worked so hard today. I used to know this kid like that where he had two jobs, and like he felt that made him like like he's running the world because he has these two jobs. And some other guy was like, yeah, man, I got three jobs because I got three kids. And he was so insanely jealous of this guy. He was like, yeah, he has three jobs, but he doesn't work hard. It was like, like who cares, man? What are you talking about? Like, you're jealous of this guy because he has three jobs. I'm, he, you're jealous of the guy with three jobs and four kids. Like, what are you, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> you shouldn't be jealous of that. <laughs> that would I be like another thing. Too, it's, uh, Wino and and on on Wino. how do you oh, pronounce it? Wino, Wino. Some of the things that they're Wino, like. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I had to explain to LB and the people that's the podcast that you you guys probably know what Fat Kid deals are. So they tweet out Amazon deals, and they only go for like a couple minutes. But you click on them and you get something like really cheap. So I'm looking at Wino's like just because I'm curious in, in the evening before bed talking to LB, and Wino's like like this tweet about a $20 vacuum from fat kid deals. I was just, it just cracked me up. Like all these fat kid t- deals tweets and his likes. It's like, dude, are you serious right now? Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? And, and with Winnow, I could just picture him sitting there with like that stupid face and like his mouth, just like his jaw dropped. Like, Whoa, this, this vacuum is on sale for 20 bucks. And if I get it right now, free shipping, this is just, Oh man. This is amazing, and and, and can you just and I'm just picturing him just being like befuddled by like, by like how amazing this is that he just found this this vacuum for half price and free shipping and it's like twenty bucks and meanwhile you know he's got all the all the money you could possibly need at that age and he's just totally just like amazed by this thing that he found on Twitter and, and I think you said Onwenu was doing the same thing right. Yeah, that was a win and winner with the vacuum. I don't know what winner likes nowadays. Probably some silly Elon Musk tweets. Yeah, I mean, just winner these days probably isn't liking much because you know the last time he he was liking things, he you know he he suggested that he wanted to kick Bill Belichick's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, that was a massive W of winner. And let's not forget that that was uh, Bill. He didn't play much that game, of course, because you know he had the incident versus San Francisco where, you know, he was, uh, he had the stupid rough in the passing penalty and then he was arguing with Bill on the sidelines. And then the next week the Bills game comes and he doesn't play, he played like three snaps and he's liking tweets about kicking Bill's ass. Just, you know, be smarter. How about be smarter? You've got to be smarter. You've got Maybe. to be smarter. Something smart that we can talk about, OB. Another little fun thing we do throughout the season. We've we, you know, we went by, look at the rankings, update our rankings, the quarterback rankings. I'm not even going to include Stedham in this because I don't care. So let's do the up. I've got updated Cam Newton quarterback NFL rankings, and I've got a few names here. And uh, oh, this this should be gold, gold mine. So this I've is got, evergreen. This is what they in the radio industry they call this evergreen. Something that you can just kind of do like every every week, and it just kind of. And, and this has been the Cam Newton experience for us. It's just every week, up or down. Exactly. So I've got up, and we use a specific title talk 
formula. It's trademarked. It's copyrighted. I'll never send it to anyone. But I've got Andy Dalton up on my rankings from Cam Newton. What do you think about this? Oh, he's up. He's up. Yep, he's up. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I struggle to move Cam up um, after his 34-yard passing performance versus the vaunted 1985 Buffalo Bills defense, um, which is just, you know, 34 yards. But, hey, you know, he's – I just remember, like – and we all know that – a certain somebody who's just defending him like crazy and even bill, you know, stats are for losers, but that's 2020, man. You know, they, they lost to the Texans, but bill was talking about his passing yards the week before. Exactly. You know, it actually, the game yesterday and before we get into the second quarterback, the game yesterday, was it yesterday? Monday, man, days are flying back. It just, it reminds me of last summer when I won the 20, 20 national rock skipping competition yes i was the only one in the rock skipping competition but that doesn't make my victory any less great it was very cam newton thrown into keel harry the skip passes on the ground it really reminded me that the ball skipped a few times i was like man you know i think cam has a future here i really hope he doesn't hear about the sport that i'm currently dominating in this area if he hears about it he's gonna start skipping rocks like me like he's footballs he's really good at it I mean, like, like I said earlier, I mean, um, there was a there was a there was a recent exchange between Harry and um, him and Alan Robinson. I, you and I discussed this earlier. They actually had a conversation. I don't know if you know if if people listen to this show regularly or not, but um, Bryson's good friends with with quite a few people. Bryson's very good friends with with Harry, and uh, they had a conversation via text message text message exchange. Robinson asked him, you know, what's it like in New England? And Harry just said to him, well, you know, have, what, what size foot am I? And Robinson said, uh, it's about 13, right? And Harry said, well, yeah, well, why do you know that? You know, and the answer is pretty obvious. We've seen his feet quite a bit this year. I don't know if you – I never realized how big uh, James White feet were. He has some big feet. We've <laughs> seen a lot of feet this year. <laughs> It's because they're skipping balls, and by the way, shit them as we like. Here comes shit them. It's just skipping balls. Here comes shit them. It's an absolute disaster. The other, the other person on, on my rankings here that I've got to move down, and I and I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure he'll be back anywhere. Is Dwayne Haskins? He's he moves below Cam, and Cam actually skyrockets in the rankings one because Haskins in my pro rate <laughs> formula actually goes down. And to all the Patriots that want Dwayne Haskins, here's a little story for you. And this is true. So Dwayne and Haskins. The Robinson story text exchange wasn't true, it but was true. No, it, it might true. be. It was that true. was no, hard. That was true. It was true. It's it actually on Snapchat. That's why I said that. It was, uh, it was on Snapchat, not text message. But you did get the rest of the story right. I mean, he was like, make sure you tell OB I said this. And I did. But actually, Dwayne Haskins, before the draft, requested two meetings with Bill Belichick, good friend, Michael Lombardi. And what do you know? Who didn't show up to these meetings? Dwayne Haskins. A private meeting with Michael Lombardi, who was there to help him, there to tell him about the NFL, prepare him for the draft. You know, I'm sure he could tell Bill all sorts of good things about him if he showed up and, and was awesome. But he didn't show up. He just did not show up. He didn't show up these meetings. He was late to several of these draft, draft things, draft events they had pre-draft. 
And then you have all the stuff going on this year. He, he is, actually isn't a good quarterback. And so I do not want to take a chance on Dwayne Haskins. I don't even want to see him on the practice squad. He's just he's just kind of an immature guy. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us were at that age. But when you're a quarterback at the NFL, you're leading multi-billion dollar franchises. You have to be uniquely mature. And Dwayne Haskins is not that. So he, for me, in title talk and LB, he gets, he gets bumped down. Camden skyrockets to number 28 in my rankings of quarterback power rankings. Dwayne Haskins go below. Stidham is below everyone else. Shidham, as we like to call him. I mean, mean, LB, do you want Dwayne Haskins? Well, I will say this. Um, I I saw a picture going around on – it was a fourth and two play, and there's like four dudes just wide open right in front of him. And he had, you know, no reason in the world to not complete a pass, and he actually got sacked. And I realized, like, he really fits with the Patriots do really well. You know, if if he can take sacks at, you know, a horrible rate and just take stupid sacks, then maybe he does have a future in New England. Maybe we're just not looking at the situation properly. And yeah, the other thing about Haskins right is that even, even going back to Ohio State, people used to say that he was kind of fat and, you know, like they, they always said he had that baby fat and who's kind of out of shape because they said, you know, he didn't really work hard. And I mean, that's all come out. We've all seen it. I remember you and I talked about, um, we actually discussed this on the podcast when it happened, but Haskins lost his job earlier in the year. He got benched because of poor play. And then he actually got bumped down to third string and didn't practice like that week or for a couple of practices, he got zero reps. I remember we said at the time, you know, because something happened. Clearly there was an issue there. Something happened behind the scenes. You know, maybe they told him and he freaked out and they said, well, that's cool. You can enjoy practice watching the next however long. But the only thing that this guy does seem to show up for is the strip club, man. I mean, he's just an idiot. He's just an idiot. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Patriots fans just want everybody's retreads. And this guy, you know, at least Cam Newton. Had has had some you know success in the NFL. But Dwayne Haskins is just terrible, and he's been known as an immature idiot since college. He truly is. Get, I don't want Dwayne Haskins anywhere near my team. Speaking of that, let's talk about the quarterback room a little bit here. We've got an intense battle here, and it's Shittum versus Cam because we've got we've got the people on the Cam side, the people on the Shittum side. You know, play Shittum, keep Cam. Cam should stay. Future. Shittim's the future. Well, He's I've the future. Of them. I've seen both of them. Uh, I've, I've seen Cam. I've seen Cam before he was here. He's actually, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he's actually had an NFL career before this. And I wasn't, I didn't he think won't he have was, one after. I, I didn't think he was a great quarterback. It's, but, and Ryan Shazier agrees with me too. So you go, Ryan Shazier. But Shittim versus Cam is, is one battle. That no one wins. We all lose. It's like, I think it was, was it Teddy Roosevelt or was it FDR talking about World War Three would be the last one? Or was that Reagan? I don't know. It's one of those president guys. He said World War Three would be the last, the last war ever. And, and Shinnon versus Cam seems like it's going to be, it's the last battle. No one's going to win this battle. Both of them are skipping passes. And granted, Stidham, he kind of looks at times like a, like a quarterback, and then he also doesn't look like a quarterback. So I have no problem with saying Jared Stidham isn't the future. And if 
the Patriots go into another season with Jared Sidham and Cam Newton. I don't. I actually don't care what happens. And I looked. LB and I looked at the free agent, the wide receiver market. It really isn't that great. Aside from Allen Robinson, you've got Sammy Watkins, and then a couple of them. And and that lets me know that the market's going to be just kicking off for Allen Robinson. He may get $19, 20000000 million a year as a wide receiver, the best wide receiver in the free agent class. The Bears might just tag him anyway. Like, who cares about that? It's I don't know. It's going to be a long haul. I guess we can talk about it in the offseason. But bring it's a pipe dream. Him. Exactly. Bringing shit and can back, running it back, and, you know, hypothetically getting all these weapons. It reminds me of something, OB. Everyone's had this one, not everyone, but everyone knows or has had this one girlfriend or boyfriend, significant other. You're together. You've been together a while. You know, you know with each other, or you tend to fight a lot and you always try to work things out. You know, you don't want to leave one another. But then, you know, you don't really want to have kids because you're not sure. So you get a puppy, and the puppy is the weapons. You get this puppy, and you're like, man, things are going great. And then six months later, she takes the puppy. She leaves. You don't have a puppy anymore. And you realize, wow, I just got attached to this puppy and thought everything would be good, and it actually wasn't good. And I just wasted, like, even more of my time. And this is how I feel about Shittim versus Cam. I don't want – I know it's – I know Stidham's going to be back LB, but because he because of his contract situation, but I feel like they they've got to do something else here. Well, it's like uh, you know going back to the puppy analogy. It's it's like it's like you get the puppy, and the puppy is the weapons, and the relationship would be the Patriots and Cam, or the Patriots and Jared Stidham, and. You get this puppy, which is the weapons, but but you forget to just you just don't take it out for walks, and you just let let it just shit all over the place and just all over the floors and just shits everywhere, and just you know before you know it, you're just surrounded with just crap, just big piles of crap, and you're just like, hey, the puppy's cute and the puppy looks cool, but he's just crapping everywhere, and I just stepped in some. And, I, and it's just everywhere and everybody knows it's, you know, dog crap. It's like, you just can't get rid of it. It just stays with you. And that's basically where the Patriots are right now. I don't, you know, you can get all these different guys, all these different weapons, but for as much as you and I will, will we've, we've really just said from the start, we were excited the day that they drafted Harry, but um, then the practices came and you and I were never impressed as we know. He was not put on IR for some type of injury. That was a convenient excuse, but that's not why he was on IR. He was on IR because he was just an immature moron. And I'm actually coming to his defense a little bit lately, and I think you have too, where he's actually been open more often. He actually has looked better. And the game ends in one catch for three yards or, you know, two catches for 14 yards just – and and our quarterbacks have been so bad that we've come to the defense of the guy that has a catch in three yards. <laughs> this is just where we are. And it's not good. Uh, yeah, imagine if you're like one of those wide receivers of tight ends. You know how these guys think. Like, man, I'm looking forward to this contract and I've been proven so long this offseason. And then both of your quarterbacks combine for like 70 yards in a game. 
And you've so essentially nice. become the 1937 West Taunton Yellow Jackets when they lost oh, to the yeah. Green Bay Packers in the championship game in a three-team league. And a barn burner, 6-3 to three win, a couple of 28-yard field goals. Good. <laughs> the forward pass wasn't even invented yet, and they had more passing yards than the New England Patriots. Just on, I mean, this is what we're dealing with here. It's just been awful, man. And I don't know. I, I see people talking about this quick fix. You just got to get a quarterback. Um, you got to get a quarterback, Hunter Henry and Allen Robinson. So, okay, cool. Great. All right. Love it. Um, first off, you can't force those guys to come here. I don't know what incent people had this funny take early in the year where now free agents and players are going to want to come to new England to play with Cam Newton, which I clowned then. And you clowned then. And it's always been a clown take because if you're telling me players didn't want to play with Tom Brady, then you're just a, just an idiot. You're just an idiot. And I don't think players are going to all of a sudden magically say, yeah, I'll take a little less to come play for the Patriots. Who's your quarterback again? I mean, we're talking about a team that has had under a hundred yards passing. How many times is he four or five times? And you're telling me wide receivers are signing up for that and taking less. I, I don't see it. I don't see you getting Allen Robinson for less or Hunter Henry for less where they say, yeah, I'll take less to sign me up for this. Sign me up for the rock skipping competition. <laughs> everybody will be, everybody will be looking at my feet all year. Like, come yeah, on but- now. It, 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 and, and people make getting a quarterback sound very easy, but I got news for you, Bryce. And how many teams struggle to find a quarterback for 20, 30 years? I mean, a lot of them will be, and a lot of teams have had cap space. A lot of teams have had no quarterback. I guess you could really look at the – a lot of people say look at the Bills, but, you know, they drafted Josh Allen and they weaponized their offense. It took a few years. I, I, it's really – I don't think it's going to be about one off season. I think you know, let's be conservative here, Patriots fans. you got to stick with us, and let's ride these couple of seasons out because I'm really? not so sure the Patriots are, are going to be amazing – Next year, just because, and the, and the, the funniest part, well, what about the opt-outs? Well, first of all, they actually, they actually really, really got lucky that Marcus Cannon opted out and is probably going to retire because Michael Nguyenu has actually played very well for them at right tackle. Marcus Cannon wouldn't have played anyway. And then you've got Hightower, which we all agree is not the greatest linebacker in the league, probably not a top 20 linebacker in the league, given he is an upgrade from Bentley, and surely that matters, but that and Patrick Trung do not equate to even one win this season, and you know how I know this, because I know the smartest people, the smartest people in Vegas will tell you that good players in the NFL are often like point worth 0.5 points, or like 0.75, I know Tyree Kill is worth like over a point. Patrick Chung, Patrick Chung, and Dante Hightower are not worth one more than one win. Giving you, I'll give you one win, and I'll be conservative, but that, that doesn't give you more than one win just because they're coming off a season with no football. And I love those guys, and I, I and I I can't wait till they're back on the team just so we can meme them up. Especially Chung, who's just an awesome guy. But the opt out thing is also eh, fool's gold. Chung has liked and refuted. You retweeted you a few times, by the way. But to your point. Um... Yeah, you, you didn't even need to mention Vegas. You, you said, you know how I know this. I was going to say be, because you breathe. Because, <laughs> because you have, 
because because you have eyeballs because you're a living human being with a functioning brain you knew those two guys aren't going to bring you more wins i saw somebody saying like mark easley would have been a stud for us and i just it makes i, I you know get the f out of here with that please just stop with that crap and real quickly I love the fact that you said, well, people, if, if people are looking at you saying, well, look at the bills, I, I'm going to say, yes, look at the bills. Great. Love that you said that. Look at the bills. They went from Jim Kelly. They, they played in four straight Super Bowls, lost them all, of course, but they played in four straight Super Bowls, which is just an amazing feat in itself. And that was right in the mid nineties. Um, their last appearance was either 94, 95, I believe I want to say 90, maybe it was 93, whatever, you know, whatever it was 90, around that time frame. the mid nineties, they were just the shit. And since then they went through 19 starting quarterbacks before they found Josh Allen. So yes, look at the bills. They went from being the absolute cream of the crop of the AFC to just being a complete joke, you know, couldn't find a quarterback and they were an awesome organization at that time. So yeah, look at the bills, I guess. I, I, I dare. I what am I supposed to like? I stayed up for this game. LB like I, at, at about 10 o'clock, the game was over and you know, we talked about the bills running the score up, but running the score up is when the bills are like scoring 14 points. You're like, man, why'd they have to do this? I mean, the game's <laughs> clearly over. The Clinton game's clearly over, but like 10 o'clock, I'm like, you know, I really need to go to bed. I've got work tomorrow. I really got to go to bed. 10.30, really got to go to bed. Uh, that, probably go to bed. 11 o'clock right? comes, and I'm like, why did I watch this train wreck? Why am I it's, Why am I on, like, a YouTube playlist with, like, plane crashes and train wrecks and boats running into icebergs and all sorts of stuff? Why am I doing this to myself? Does anyone even know why we're doing this anymore? It's, it's like, why am I doing this to myself? You didn't even need that. You didn't even need like the work work excuse. It could just be, why am I doing this this myself? There's literally anything else in the world I could be doing right now. Literally, <laughs> just, anything. I, could be, I could be sitting in the corner just breathing, and that would be <laughs> that would be better. It'd be much better. And the thing is, I'll be the funny thing is, is during the game, I'm like, you know what, JC's he's competing with Diggs. I mean, he's having a good game. Diggs has is talking crap to him, and clearly, I mean. That's always a good sign when you get someone to talk a little bit of smack to you. And JC is really young. But I was like, man, you know, this is a little moral victory here. I mean, JC's kind of <laughs> winning and he's doing good. And then JC gets scored on. And it's just like, why am I on planet Earth anymore? What am I even here for? <laughs> yeah, I got I got things to do tomorrow. Really? What are you going to do? Well, I got to wake up. <laughs> yeah, I've got to do anything but watch this game. I just got to do literally anything else. Just anything. Well, what are you doing? Just, you know, I got to make my bed. LB, the sad thing is a lot of smart people talk about motivation and sports. And I always thought this is kind of a silly thing, but it's actually, it's actually really true. We talked, we talked about the, I think people call it the, uh, not the death game, but you know, the dream crusher game. So when you lose and they that loss to the Rams and your playoff hopes are just out the window and the next game, you probably get stomped, which they did. And then you have no hope for the rest of the season. And teams like this, like the Patriots, you jump on them early, you score some points, and then they start getting those looks on the sideline, and everyone's upset, and, and the motivation isn't there. What on earth could the Patriots players be extremely motivated for this game against the Jets? And now that the Jets have secured 
this win streak. They're not going to get the number one pick. What? Why on earth were they not just to like pummel the Patriots in Week 17, get that final win, feel good about themselves going to the off season? Sam Darnold is like trucking linebackers and like just. <laughs> like just a completely different trajectory. Like if the Patriots lose this game by multiple touchdowns, I would not be shocked at all. I don't see what what the motivation would be like. And, and for me, like why am I even watching this game? And I know the players, especially when you're getting rocked, you're getting rocks skipped at your feet. Why 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 are you playing this game? This has got to be this has got to be a tough one for the Patriots. Oh, they're a bad football team right now, and they. At the beginning of the year, I, I know that you've had something that you that you really have said early and often, and it's such a great point that um, you said about how the Patriots didn't feel they'd win this year, and then after the Seattle game, you said that they kind of started feeling like, hey, you know, maybe we can be a be a competitive football team, and you know, you beat the Raiders, who at that time were three and zero, and you you kind of beat them pretty good, thirty six to twenty, so you secure a nice win there, and then you know, obviously. It turns out the Patriots weren't very good, and it just makes you think. You know, early in the year they were they were at least playing hard. They were they were really playing. You know, they were kind of playing over their heads a little bit. And now you look at it, they've just they said, "Screw that!" You know, what am I? What what's the point? My quarterback sleep five sleeps five hours a night, and I'm over. Can we talk about this real quick? Please, 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 yes, please. Like. We all know Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time and really enjoys his sleep to a detriment at this point. And he actually changed his sleep schedule because he was playing really bad in these late night games. And it was partly because I would say he goes to bed so early. So he actually changed that. How do you go to bed at 11, wake up at four and expect to do anything the next day? I mean, last night I got six hours of sleep and I woke up this morning. I was like, man. I don't want to do anything, and I'm not a professional athlete or even anyone close. How do you do this? Why would you tell anyone you're doing this? Why do you think this looks good? And I know a lot of people were clowning were clown this, but this was leaked to make someone look good, and it actually did the opposite, LB. This guy's not getting his eight hours of sleep. I mean, he's not giving his, he's not giving his hair follicles chances to grow, his skin chances to shed, his, his bodily functions are not properly right, his liver is probably all out of whack, his kidneys, I mean – Come on. Can we have a nap right. on the page? Do we need nap time during the day? Apparently we do. Apparently we do just need nap time. Why even bother watching the film? Just let the guy go to bed. <laughs> you know, like people saying Josh McDaniels doesn't work hard enough. Yeah, you're right. He needs to work. He needs to sleep five hours a night, I guess, to be at peak. Peak suck. Apparently that's what he, sometimes I wonder like with Cam Newton, like, does he practice like just being horrible at things before he goes out on the football field? So that, like, he can just kind of warm up to like the maximum level of just suckage. Like, does he spend like four hours bowling and just throwing gutter balls all day? Like, Hey, I'm really bad at this. So now I got to go out and top it. I'm at the, I'm at the top of my game right now. This is, as, this is about as bad as I could suck. So I got to practice sucking like, <laughs> He's, that sleep, that's something that I had to learn. It's something I know you know a lot about. I know that you are a scientist, of course, and sleep is so important, man. It's something that even I learned at a young age because I used to be really into fitness, and that's why, you know, even when we do Gym Corner, um, you could speak to this. You know, even just as simple as your body needs testosterone, your body produces testosterone, your body's healing at night. Um, lack of sleep deprivation can lead to mental illness, depression, all these different things. It's horrible for you. And, 
you need to get at least those eight hours. And one side so effect is actually getting benched. One side effect will be is getting benched for Jared Stidham multiple times this year. That's actually a side effect of not getting enough sleep. Maybe that's when he goes to sleep. Is are we sure that he hasn't just been going to sleep at the start of the football games? Are we maybe positive he's starting? Yeah, maybe he's asleep during the games because it would it would certainly explain a lot. But dude, like this this could be a Jim Corner topic and a you know a, a Cam Newton topic now. You got to sleep. You got to sleep. You just need the sleep. It's so important. You always want to reach that that final stage of sleep, which is the dream stage, which is, you know, when you're um, that's the, the best level to be at as far as, you know, for you is to just be dreaming. And he's dreaming. All right. He's dreaming. Because I just saw he said a quote yesterday. He said that uh, he about how it's disappointing because how much better he is. And I start, you know, he OK, so he is he's dreaming. There's no doubt about that. And he is sleeping because we all see him on the field. He's sleeping and dreaming, all right. Remember, uh, he did say he had nothing to prove this year. Oh, my goodness. This is horrible, LB. But I'm glad you got us started in our, our best and final segment, which the people just love the most. And that's Jim Corner. I've got one. And I, I hope that you might have an outdoors corner as well. So, LB, <laughs> I'm at the gym. And I've got this awesome, vintage, legendary cam newton jersey hoodie that i will be selling for multi thousands of dollars after the season because it's gonna be worth so much now after this so i'm i'm in the gym you know i'm working out and all my gym friends are in there all my gym bros are in there shout out to my gym bros and they're like what are you doing with that hoodie on and i was like hey, i don't know guys i'm just trying to get a lift in i, I kind of like the shirt they're like they're like this guy sucks. And you know, you know, it's bad when the guys at the gym are just like, this guy stinks. And they're all clowning me for wearing the Cam Newton shirt <laughs> and talking about he won't guys. be, he won't be in the NFL next year. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you might be right. And maybe I'm why do you think I'm wearing this to the gym? I just finished painting with this thing on. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it in three weeks. <laughs> Watching it is like an insult to me because I'm wasting valuable laundry detergent on this thing. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on, guys. You know, if I was you, the sleeves would be off of that thing already. The sleeves would be chopped off, you know, Belichick style. Uh, you know, I'd wear it for, you know, painting or like sewage removal or just basically all of like the worst possible just like shit that you could possibly do. That's why I'm wearing it to the gym, guys. Why do you think I, sp- I, I literally bleed, sweat, and cry into this thing? It actually makes me mad when I put it on. It actually helps a little bit. I'm, I try <laughs> to get on the treadmill and I try to run from all of my problems that Cam Newton and Jared Sinema have actually put in my lap this year. You need that extra motivation to bang out like an extra rep on the bench press. You just walk up to the mirror and you're like, that's my quarterback. That's QB1. Uh, full back with the docu series, Mike Allstott. <laughs> I, I've been saying, and I'm like half joking, but I've been saying Cam <laughs> Newton just needs a neck roll, man. Like it was funny because when he tied or broke, he broke Steve Grogan's um, single season rushing touchdown record for a quarterback. Now Steve Grogan actually wore a neck roll in the '80s, and I don't know why Cam doesn't just do the same thing. <clears throat> uh, James Devlin with an Instagram. <laughs> like, I mean, 
oh man it, 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 uh, we talked about it a little bit this season has evolved into like what can we just talk about and just make it funny and it's really not that hard do you remember the days where we'd do a podcast and we'd just like <laughs> losing was just the worst thing ever like you didn't even want to wake up that morning and now it's like well hey at least at least i can go on the podcast and just get a good laugh out of it because that's our team now <laughs> yeah it's like uh people defending the, the quarterback the quarterbacks with 30 yards yeah it's all right guys but what about the cap space I, hey, I blame cap space this on great. the cap space i blame it on uh lacoste opting out Wow, he would have been huge. He would have been huge, John. I'm not gonna lie to you. He looked really good at, at times. That I mean, seconds during last season. Oh, and by the way, Tom Brady absolutely would not have made this football team together, and any logical person would agree. Yeah, they they, def- they definitely would Lazarus. not. They definitely would not better and this has got to this got to hurt our good friend Bill Belichick to look over there in Tampa and you have you have Tom Brady getting things right in the perfect time I'm actually glad he talked about it because our good friend Connor was on with me and he will he will be on right after this talking about Tom Brady and the Bucks and the season he, he actually didn't talk smack about Bill Belichick too much and it was, it was actually a good little discussion. And, and you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. And, and I, have, I would say I'm happy for Bucks fans, but they also said that James Winston was better than Tom Brady. And that, that looks like a great take now. Oh, I just, for me, it's just painful. It's just so painful. And it hurts. You know, I wake up in the morning and I shed a tear as Tom Brady is going to have like 40 passing touchdowns and all these yards and. You know, the greatest 43-year-old season ever and by, like, a super incredibly insane margin and the guy's still playing balls out. And we wake up and we're talking about a guy that we call Shittim and the other guy is, <laughs> you know, the, he has, like, all of the stats of the worst quarterback in recent memory. And he's on – I mean, the things that he's doing, Cam Newton has had a historic year. He, he's doing things that – we haven't seen since the West Taunton Yellow Jackets were running the NFL alongside the Green Bay Packers. And I mean, five touchdown passes this year from our starting quarterback, eight as a team. It's just been, it's been really bad. And, you know, I've been salty about the Brady thing, not just, just not just because, you know, I blame Brady. I, I won't get into it today. I've always felt that it was both sides and, you know, <sighs> depending on the day I blame one side more than the other because, you know, I am salty and, you know, it makes me emotional. Of course, uh, the idea of Tom Brady still not being here. And it's just, it's just awful to just see this guy still playing great. And here we are, we stink. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, man, you know, and we discussed, you know, could Bill Belichick walk after this year? And, and it would be, that would really just kind of piss me off at this point. Cause he made a decision to go forward with Bill thinking that he probably gives you more time. Cause I don't know, maybe if Bill wasn't here, maybe, maybe Brady's still here. I don't know, but Brady's still playing awesome, man. He's still playing awesome. He's just, he's just the greatest to ever do it by an insanely wide margin. I don't believe it's really all that close and man, do I just miss that guy? And it, and it really just started to settle in the day that Brian Hoyer was starting at quarterbacks. You, you know, you say to yourself, this is what teams do. Like, 
all those years, Brady just didn't miss time. You know, we, we of course had the, the nonsense to gate crap where he missed those four games. He had 2008 with the knee, but I mean, he was just always Mr. Reliable and he's always just out there for you. He's always on the field and it's just, man, we've seen our starter now get benched, what, three, four, five times this year. And, but you know, man, it's just, Brady's just the man. So, I mean, what is it to say? He's still just, he's still just the man. He's just the man. Beautiful son of a bitch. Ah, gosh, he is beautiful. He really is. You know, Connor and I were talking about his like his his throwing motions different, and in a way, his his in a way, you look at him sometimes and think that his arm doesn't kind of look any different. He's kind of throwing at times. He throws a lot more touch on his ball, gets super high in the air, and you're like, man, that's got to be picked, and he's just dropped right in the bucket. And this guy's. And I've heard that he kind of wants to play till he's 50 now and prove everyone wrong, which uh, he might be able to do it, <laughs> which is a little crazy, Tom, as a good friend of yours. It's, this is a little crazy, Tom. Maybe you could do it. I don't know. Another the last thing I like to end the podcast, that will be another great podcast. I, I know that Bill Belichick does actually know about the Belichick walking in thing. And so, Bill, I, ha- I need we need to have a talk. It's not fun anymore to do the meme because <laughs> you stink. You need to change this. It's yeah, not you fun need for to, me to uh, be like Damier Bird extension. <laughs> Belichick walking, walking. Woo! This is fucking tit. LFG, let's go. And it's just like, my God, what has happened to us? What has happened to us, Bryson? Can we even be title talk anymore? Or are we just like, like ass talk? It's going to have to be titles talk like in past tense. <laughs> we want titles, titles talk. talked about. <laughs> oh man, awful! That's yeah, yeah, whatever. But another great podcast by ULB. I'm I'm sure we'll be back after the Jets game when the when the Patriots inevitably break our hearts and lose to the stinky Jets, and everyone wants Sam Darnold and stuff like that. But we'll be back. We'll talk about the Patriots. Shout out to David Andrews. Shout out to David Andrews' wife. Uh, I'm probably going to tag you in this, so I'm sorry. I just want to say I'm sorry again for causing all sorts of stir. I hope you guys did not get any sort of domestic altercation because of my stupidity on Twitter. And I love you very much. Um, shout out to Trent Brown, Isaiah Wynn, uh, Michael Nguyen, Joe Tooney, and David Andrews again, Shaq Mason, JC Jackson, and happy all good holidays. Sons of pod. Good Absolutely happy, happy holidays. holidays. And happy new year to everyone. Hope 2021. It's a better one for you. I know 2020 was one of the best years of my life for various reasons, but it did not include the Patriots, which was actually the weirdest part of my life. So I will be, I hope your, I hope your holidays and new year is great, buddy. And I'll see you later, my friend. Thank you, Bryson. It was a great time. I really did just have a blast. This was fun. We had a talk last night. I was, I was really looking forward to banging this out today. Had a blast. Love you, buddy. Love the Patriots. And I hope everybody is just having a safe, happy holiday. Um, drive safe, drink carefully, all that stuff. Wear your mask in public, of course. And hey, you know what? Everybody just just have fun and let's just try to try to just take a laugh away from this clown show football season. <laughs> I'll see you later, buddy. Love you. You have a good one. Love you too, buddy. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to Buck's Corner of Title Talk. I actually want to do more of these this year, but the Patriots have just stunk so bad and I've been so busy that 
I felt too depressed to do Bucks Corner, but I'm here with a good friend of mine. I think his ad is at Tampa Connor. Is am I right? Uh yes, that is correct. That is my at now since Twitter has a um vendetta against me. How's Tampa? Um I would be lying if I said I knew. <laughs> so Connor's one of the biggest Tom Brady fans ever. And he has decided to take his talents to Tampa while also watching the Patriots, but also heavily invested in the Bucks, which I am too. And as the season progressed, it's gotten more and more and more as frustrating as they were in the middle of the season. Everyone listening to this at this point has definitely watched the Bucks and is definitely interested. And if you're not, you're just going to go ahead and flip us off and turn it off. But the Bucks have been definitely, out of all the Patriots teams I've ever seen, they're up there with the most frustrating Tom Brady teams I've ever seen in my entire life. Just the various things they do every single week. And for me, I know it wasn't really so much that they run the ball too much. It was just that always every first down was a nice halfback dive for three yards. And it wasn't like they ran that much. It just seems like they always kind of just started that way with the run. But not recently, Connor. What is your analysis of this this Bucks team? How are you feeling about it? Are they going to the Super Bowl? The first down runs have stopped. So the first down runs have stopped. Um, they pulled the plug on that after they were down 17 to the Falcons at halftime. And since then, they've uh, mixed in more screens to A-B on first down and just, you know, livened up the offense instead of, like you said, just halfback dive on first down every single time which is the most predictable thing ever. And it just sets you behind the chains almost every drive. And you're just setting yourself up for failure. And this Bucks team has a lot of potential. Um, there's no way around that. It's the best weapons Tom Brady's ever had in his career, which does make it frustrating that they have had such lackluster performances, such as against the Saints. Um, but <clears throat> they need to commit to letting Tom Brady cook as uh, the Seahawks fans would say about Russell Wilson, but I'm just not sure the coaching staff is that smart. It seems like when they need it, they'll throw, but it seems like Arians is too old school in the idea that he wants to run the ball to set up play action instead of passing to set up the run, which then would set up play action. Oh, an old wives tale. Oldest time. The, the old you got to run the ball to set up play action. Like linebackers don't just come crashing to the, to the line anyway. We need to run play action. You know, about this Bucks team, we'll talk about Tom Brady specifically and how he's looked. But, you know, in the modern-day NFL, the key is on first down, just the short little passes if you can, three, four yards, second down so much easier, and on and on. The key is to get first downs on second down, which – the Detroit Lions do stink. We all admit that. But to see the Bucks just go out there, I think in the first in the entire first half they had two third downs, which means they were just airing it out, completing first downs. Brady was looking as good as ever. And I did say on Twitter.com that this is the best I've ever seen Tom Brady. And probably in, definitely in his 40s look in December. He'd always have those clunkers against the Bills and the Jets at the end of the year, even when he had good players and Gronk and all that kind of stuff. I haven't. I'm been too lazy to like look it up. It's got to be one of his best December's ever. What do you think? 
So I haven't looked specifically, but here the past two weeks, I mean, it's it's a strong case, especially, like you said, in his 40s where he's had the clunkers, especially the past two years. Um, but just the past two weeks, um, he's had 668 yards, six touchdowns, and zero interceptions in a four-quarter span. That would be the second half of the Falcons game and the first half of the Lions game, which you said the Lions, not a good football team. But, I mean, they give Aaron Rodgers fits two times a year. So it's not like they can't get up on any given Sunday and win a game. So it's it's good to see him um, kind of having a resurgence at the end of the year, considering how he looked at the middle of the year with this team but I don't know it's just it just seems like fool's gold at some point until they actually beat somebody who's good they haven't really had a good quality win since probably the Packers game this season so we'll see well now if you go through it you gotta name how many teams you think are better than the Bucks. it's a short list you definitely say the Chiefs you definitely would not say the Steelers. You would not say the Titans. Think about all the teams. You would not say the Ravens. You would not say the Browns. Any AFC, any AFC team other than the Chiefs better than the Bucks? Probably not. That's the AFC no. so, seems weak. So let's go to the NFC. You've got the Packers. The Bucks routed the Packers. They're playing good right now. Are they better than the Bucks? I think the Bucks can handle that just with the style of play so, they have. I think it gives Aaron Rodgers problems. Let's give that a toss-up. Is Seattle better than the Bucks? No, they would absolutely light up Seattle's secondary. And who else? Who else are the good NFC teams? There really isn't, ma- there really isn't many. Of course, uh-huh. the Saints. They, the I think dreaded Saints. This, yeah. this is something I've thought about. And how lucky the 2014-2015 Patriots got, if you remember, when Denver was giving them fits with Manning and he was not completely washed yet. The Colts actually beat the Broncos. They upset them, and then the Patriots got to completely avoid the Broncos and then went straight to the AFC title game, played the Colts, and went to the Super Bowl, just demolished them, completely avoided them. And that's the kind of luck you need in the playoffs here. We need this kind of luck for Tom Brady here. We need this. We need the Saints to pull an absolute stinker in any one of these games. And who, are, who right now? Let's see. They're going to have the bye, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to win Game One. I don't care who it is. They're going to beat. They're going to beat Washington or the Cowboys, whoever it is. They're going to beat them. There's no doubt about it. And then who, who the Saints play? Like, but the, the Saints wouldn't play the Bucks right off the bat, would they? No, right now it would be a toss-up between the, uh, looks like the Rams, Chicago, or Arizona. Uh, any of those three would likely be the. I think you have Well, to... actually, no, Chicago would be Green Bay, but maybe the Rams because they're the two number two wild card. I think you got to, I think you have to pray that the Rams win and knock out the Saints. As, as tough as the Rams defense is, there's like that, 50-50 chance that you can get Jared Goff face and win a game, even though they already did play them once. But the Bucks, 
They didn't play. I remember that game very vividly. They did not play that game very well. And another point I'd like to make is over the years, we've seen these Tom Brady Patriots teams hit their stride in November. Well, the interesting thing about this year is that since there was no preseason, December is now November. And you can also counter that and say, well, January would then be December where Brady frequently kind of isn't that good at. But it's like late November, Tom Brady's hitting the stride. I want, I would like to see the Saints play the Rams and the Rams win and then Tom Brady play the Rams again because I can get Jared Goff face. And although it is hard to beat a team three times in one year, I don't want to see Tom Brady, Tom Brady playing the Saints. Yeah, I just think the Saints are a bad matchup in every way. They have a smart, innovative offensive coordinator. They have good head coaching. And even though Breeze is washed, he's still smart. He's not going to make dumb throws that cost them the game like Jared Goff would. Yeah, I agree there. Actually, you know, a lot of people complain about this Arians offense. I actually really like it. And the thing in recent weeks that has perked my little ears up, Connor, Tampa Connor, is A.B.'s been open and Tom Brady's been looking the other way. It's an interesting development because Tom Brady loves forcing the ball to A.B. He's a good friend of his. And he's now he's now going away from him. I think this is a, a major low-key development that people aren't talking about. Yeah, it, it's actually really good to see Tom Brady not forcing the ball to his good old buddies such as A.B. And honestly, Gronk, too, because... He was forcing the ball to Gronk way too much at some points during the season for what Gronk is now, which, I mean, Gronk has looked better um, recently, but I still don't want him to be force-fed. But, yeah, A.B. has been open, um, and he's looked better. He didn't have that burst when he first got back. I felt like he looked has looked a little bit better since then. Uh, he has a touchdown each of the last two weeks, which is, which is really good for him. He's starting to hit stride entering the playoffs. And the thing I really like is that Mike Evans needs like 40-some yards to to get to his 1,000-yard mark, and they're absolutely aware of this. You could tell last game is Evans is getting subbed out after multiple catches, and they're trying to force-feed Evans. And I like this because then you get the you hit the playoffs with your stride, because everyone's going to be all amped up, I think they're not. Re- they're not going to rest guys, are they? They can't be. I know there were rumors that they were going to rest people uh, week uh, seventeen if they got locked into that. the playoffs. I would absolutely hate it. Um, they've been looking better. They need to keep hitting the stride and really hammer home what this offense can be and make people scared entering the playoffs. They can't sit and rest people. They're not the Patriots thinking that they can rest people in 2015 and giving up a, you know, in that case, it was the one seed, but this would be the one wild card game, uh, one wild uh, card seed. And that's, you know, to face Washington or Dallas. I really want to see the FU Scotty Miller package. Cause Scotty Miller hasn't been, been getting as many looks lately. I want to see the FU spread them out just like Tom Brady does in every single Super Bowl ever put Scotty Miller on the field and just absolutely go off. That's their one little, we have Scotty Miller in our back back pocket thing. Scotty Miller gets it going. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. Watch out for scooter there. He, he can really cause you problems. 
Yeah, he hasn't really looked to him since um, that Chiefs game and the interception. It's been weird. He's uh, Julian Ed- fast Julian Edelman without the steroids. Oh, come on. Leave Jules alone. <laughs> oh, brother. So, although the offensive line, I'd like to say just totally slobber over Brady. Before the season, a lot of people said, Oh, well, Brady's offensive line isn't very good. It's going to get hit a lot. And and it's actually like, no. Sacks are a quarterback sack stat. Tom Brady will not get sacked a lot. He will control the line of scrimmage. He'll get rid of the ball. And he only has 20 sacks on the season. And this is like his second or it's pretty close to his best sack rate season ever, ever in Tampa Bay, completely new team. That's one of the most impressive Tom Brady stats I've seen of the year. I actually don't really even care about the offensive line too much at this point because Brady has just been absolutely on fire. Yeah, um, he has looked um, very good not taking the sacks, but what I see back there is he's still kind of shaky behind that offensive line at times. You saw it in the Minnesota game where he really just couldn't feel the rush very well. He's he's dancing in the pocket, and he's – uh, errant throws a couple times there that's cost him big gains um, but he, once he gets settled in he looks better and it hasn't been as bad as people thought it would be I think Worfs has been a really good addition he's been really good since uh, he got bitched by Khalil Mack in the Thursday night football game early in the year so Donovan Smith is probably the weakest point uh, on that team <laughs> but you know, yeah, he's a swear word. He's one of the only swear words. They they they're always cutting to Donovan Smith after he can after he's completely screwed up. <laughs> he's a he's a swear word. I'm not gonna lie, but Brady and the thing about the, the Tampa Bay offense and then what I think you're kind of seeing from Brady is that the difference between a three second drop and a five second drop is like point three seconds and getting the ball off, and then 0.5 to 0.7 is like another 0.5 seconds or whatever. And Tom Brady obviously probably didn't have too many seven-step drops, too many five-step drops in New England. Some, but not a whole lot. And he's just getting used to that internal clock, and I think that's what we're seeing over the past few weeks is Tom Brady, his internal clock is getting right, and it's getting there just in time for the playoffs. I know a lot of Patriots fans are like, I don't want to see Tom Brady win. That's fine, whatever. But if you're corny. listening to Bucks Corner, this, if you're listening to Bucks Corner at this point, you're like, yeah, Brady, let's go. I want to see, I want to see the Bills make the Super Bowl, and I want to see either the Bills. I, I mean, I want to see the, the Bucks win. But seeing the Bucks and Tom Brady own the Bills one last time, yeah, I could die a happy man. With Tom Brady well, getting the seventh over the Bills. Josh Allen, their stinky fans who are bragging about their first AFC AFC title since the Taunton Yellow Jackets were there. West Taunton Yellow Jackets, sir. The West Taunton Yellow Jackets. What a team. <laughs> I'll never forget when they won when they lost three to two in that championship game in nineteen thirty seven against the Green yeah, Bay so the Packers, Packers in a three team league. <laughs> yeah, it was a great game, you know. There was a safety there's a sack fumble and a field goal. It was a, a seven-yard field goal for the win the Packers actually had. 
And their field goal kicker was actually a local janitor at West Taunton High School. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, yeah, they actually lost to the Packers in that three-team league. The Packers fans always claim the championships on. Yeah, and then the West Taunton Yellow Jackets sadly uh, failed to exist. They they then the became Packers. the Patriots. They then became the Patriots. Who had uh, 50 years of irrelevance until uh, a certain man named... Uh, wearing number 12 took over, but hey. Yeah, it's, Bill's been ver- really grumpy, grumpy lately, and I think it has a lot to do with Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay winning. There's actually some rumors around uh, New England that Bill would like, not maybe not Bill, but the Patriots were really, really, really wanting to win more games than the Bucks this season, and that's just a massive L right now, <laughs> looking back. I mean, Brady and Bill are both very competitive people. I think that's completely obvious. So I wouldn't put it by Bill wanting to win more games than Tom to kind of hammer home his thought that he's more important. Yeah, this this season has been, and if Tom Brady wins a championship, I can't even I I can't even like think of how much further he goes up, farther away from every other quarterback. One of our good friends is actually. KP, you know, it's talking about Brady ruining his legacy ever keep ever keep playing because 2019 was a bad season for him. But people are not going to look at Brady's QBR and they're going to think, wow, Tom Brady was 43. He took a Tampa Bay team that hasn't been to the playoffs in 13 years. And oh, by the way, the second he lost, the Patriots weren't good at all. And Tampa Bay goes to the playoffs. And if he wins a Super Bowl, it'll be like, wow. I don't even know what I will say at this point. I, I actually don't know what I would say. That I'd probably be. They're probably gonna have to lock me up. I know what I'll say, KP. I'm gonna fight you if you keep <laughs> talking that shit about Brady. <laughs> but but really, people are gonna remember Brady. They're gonna be like, in 20 years, our kids will be like, "Wow, Dad, Tom was 43. He left the Patriots, and Bill was lost without him." And may not get another like great starting quarterback for another few years, especially if they roll the dice with Cam and sit him again. And Tom Brady just looks, it just keeps winning from this. If he wins a Super Bowl, I mean, if he just sit, like wins a singular playoff game, has a good playoff series, it's over. It's over. Now, I have a question. Um, do you think it's a given that if Tom Brady still looks? somewhat close to this at the end of next season. Do you think it's a given that he retires, or do you think he'll come back? Tom Brady has actually told people that he kind of wants to play till he's 50. Well, shit. Sign me up. I, I got uh, seven more years of Brady. Wouldn't mind <laughs> he he low-key wants to try to play till he's 50, and the thing that I look for in quarterbacks is always their sack rate. What are they, what are they doing in the pocket? I think that Brady is probably not going to even make it close to 50, judging by, like you said, how he looks in the pocket. But he's not taking sacks. So he is still, he's still very smart. And at times, the, even last game, there was a couple of plays where I said, wow, Brady just really escaped all that pressure. And then I think he – did he not escape a sack and had a really nice third A-B for a touchdown? Uh-huh. It was called I'm back. not positive. It was called back. It was oh, a play. yes, he did. He did, yes. 
Yeah, he had a really nice play that was called back, and I went, "Wow, I think I think it just came." <laughs> but but the one that didn't get called back to AB was also equally as impressive. That throw was a fucking missile. Yeah, it, and another thing I'd like to say about Tom Brady, I don't know if you've noticed, haven't really talked to you much about it. His ball, I think, has more flight on it this year. Like, it seems like he's winding back a little bit, just a little bit more, and that ball goes way high in the air, almost to the point, like, it looks like a punt, but it's just always, it's like right there on the money every single time. It's not like Peyton, because Peyton had, threw some wobblers, he never had a great arm. Tom is throwing nice balls, and they're going super high in the air, and then they're just in a bucket right there. Am I wrong? You're completely right. It it almost kind of seems like his uh his 07 throwing motion deep to like Randy Moss on some of those. Uh, you kind of saw it back in 2016 too. He was kind of doing that. I remember it going around at the time, people comparing the throwing motions, and it kind of seems like it's like that because he is throwing some moon balls right now, and it's it's fun to watch. It is, and and when he throws them, you're like no. Where is that going? Is this the FU Brady ball that he used to throw in New England? He hasn't thrown many of those this year, has he? Has he thrown one? No, I, I don't think he's thrown a, a FU wow. ball where he's just like, I don't, I'm done with this this season. I don't think anyone has talked about this. I just thought about it. I, he has not thrown one FU. Phil Dorsett is triple coverage. <laughs> and it's always the same seam route up slot. Yep, it, it it really is. It's the same route every time that he does it. Yeah, he does it. It's funny because one time in practice, Brady actually threw one of those interceptions on that slot seam route, and Bill was like, "Ah, oh, damn it, Brady!" And then he said, and he essentially said, "You've thrown this same interception one thousand times in your career." <laughs> I think Brady just does it to be an ass. And now that he's away from Bill, he just doesn't do it anymore. He's like, "Oh yeah, Bill, oh, here it comes again. Take this. <laughs> this is for drafting to kill Harry, you old bitch." Yeah, Philip Dorsett. No, thank you. Boom. And we can also just yeah. we can we can crap all over those takes where people are like, Tom Brady just doesn't like rookies, <laughs> just because Tom Tom wasn't throwing to Harry. He actually did throw to Harry in playoff games, and to no one's surprise, he had no idea what he was doing. And today, yeah. he even still doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, first first play of the Titans playoff game last year, Brady targets him wrong route. <laughs> oh God. That was the end of the dynasty. I was there. Sad. It was lovely. Yes, you were. It was the loudest Brady chance I've ever heard in my entire life. But but back to the whole playing till 50 thing. Hear me out. I wanted it before he went to Tampa, but Brady plays out his contract here. Uh, San Francisco can't figure their shit out at QB. Boom. Brady finds his way home in uh, 2022. He actually said this last year that the, the Niners should just cut Jimmy G and just sign Tom Brady, but Tom really wasn't that interested in the Niners. He was also really not that interested in the Colts. I think he just I just think he just wanted to move. I don't know. Something about Tampa. Really? That, that surprised me. I've heard different things on the San Francisco front that he was really interested in. It was just whether or not um, 
San Fran could find a trade partner for Jimmy G. Yeah. Like Belichick wouldn't just take him take him right back. <laughs> yeah. He said he signed Cam Newton in June and people thought that was a genius move. Yes, uh it's almost like there was a reason he was out there until the end of June. I want all my W's <laughs> from that I've racked up over shitting on Cam Newton signing. <laughs> I want all my W's. Hey man, you need to calm down because you were on the Cam Newton train for a few weeks there. Yeah, it was hard not to be when he when he threw for like 370 yards. No, it wasn't. And then he, pre- and then he proceeded to stink again, and to no one's surprise, except for all of us. And now, now, <laughs> I think that's the funniest part about this season. You know, I actually do love Bill, but like all season, you know, Cam throws for I don't know 34 yards yesterday, and he was just like, "Yeah, Cam did a good job today." Instead of just saying something like. Yeah, we all could have been better. He just was like, yeah, Cam did a good job today. Threw for 34 yards. Look, I know I get into arguments with people like LB about Bill. LB, I love you. I also love Bill. But the excuse making this year is just pathetic. He throws for, what, like 80 yards against the Cardinals, whatever it was, and they ask him about if Cam Newton is going to be the starter next week, despite the win. And he's like, well, I think he threw for 350 yards last week. That's pretty good. Meanwhile, you have him when Brady was the quarterback saying, Hey Tom, the quarterback at Foxborough high school could have made that throw. You couldn't been a, been a little more nice to Tommy Bill. Couldn't have yeah, done and also that. Sta- also stats are for losers. Yeah. We've, we've heard that for 20 years that, Winning is the only stat Bill cares about, but he's bringing up passing yards from a loss. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know to end this this Bucks team. The only thing you really that I really worry about is their defense, but I'm not. I'm actually not too worried about it because I think their offense is looking sharp as of lately, and they will. They're, they're good enough stopping the run that the Bucks will score first. They'll shut down the run. They'll be good enough on the pass. It'll be all right. I think. I think I'm gonna go ahead and bookmark the Bucks to the NFC Championship game, and then if they avoid the Saints, they're going to the Super Bowl. All they gotta do is win one game, because uh, as long as they get the five seed, they're going to the divisional round. They're not losing to that NFC East team. There's zero chance of that happening. Yeah, the the Washington Football Team just cut their starting quarterback. Awesome. Yeah, he's real ten cent head on that guy. I don't know who thought he was going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Apparently, Washington did. But thank you. Yeah, well, that's because they Any... got the dumbest owner ever. They actually do. Dan Snyder is notorious for the for, to be the worst owner ever. Connor, do you have anything else you want to say about the Bucks? Um, you know, I'm just happy to see my guy Gronk getting back into it. Uh, you know. Got seven TDs since week six. Been looking better. I'm looking for a big game in the playoffs from Gronk. Some old vintage Brady to Gronk stuff in the playoffs would be fantastic. Ease my sorrows about the Patriots season. And that reminds me of that one time when I when I got on a plane during the Texans playoff game. And by the time I had landed, Gronk has snapped his elbow. Oh, that was 2012. I believe, right? Yeah, it was. So, 
Gronk's on the move. Playoff time's coming up. He's about to shatter. I'm here to break your heart before it happens. All right. I I don't need this bad energy in my life. <laughs> I All right, need buddy. To watch my two favorite players thrive. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Gronk's whatever. Brady goat though. Gonna gonna love rooting for Brady. You know, even though I hate seeing the Pats lose, gonna love rooting for Brady. Root for him if you want. Don't root for him. I'm rooting for Brady. So is Tampa Connor. Thanks for coming on the podcast, my friend. Follow this guy yeah. on your on your Twitter at your own despair. Whoa. That sounds like a shot there. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the pod, buddy. I'll see you later, man. No problem. I just want to say, if you're a Patriots fan and you hate on Brady now, you're corny as fuck. And then... Later, man. Later.